Good morning, world. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Twitto here with another session of study and prayer for today, February 5th. Our scripture reading for today is from Acts chapter 16, verse 25. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Let's go to the Lord with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you and praise you that in the name of Jesus, we can lift up our prayers to the Most High God knowing that you hear us, hear the prayers, and that we have the confidence that you receive these prayers and that we receive the petitions we desire of thee. Father, in the scripture we just read, Paul and Silas weren't holding a revival or a prayer meeting. They were just praying from the heart, singing praises to you out loud, and it caught the attention of those around them. Father, we pray the same for this broadcast this day, this, this I'm talking into this camera and microphone, worshiping you, praising you, sharing the word about you and what Jesus has done for us. Someone somewhere will hear it and receive Jesus as their Savior also. And to you, Father, we give all honor, glory, and praise in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. As we started sharing yesterday, Paul and Silas had been beaten, thrust into the inner prison, their feet put in stocks, all for preaching the gospel. But instead of griping and complaining, they lifted their voices together in united prayer and in their praises to Jesus and to God. Amen? What about you? Would you be praying and praising God in those circumstances when it looked in the natural like your life could actually be over, if not physically, at least freedom-wise? But look at what happened. As Paul and Silas prayed in united prayer, lifting their voices so loud all the other prisoners could hear them, God brought a mighty deliverance. Verse 26 says, An earthquake shook the very foundation of the prison, and all of the prison doors were open, physically popping off the hinges. But that was not all. Every single shackle had been loosed. That should not have happened because of an earthquake, but it did. Amen. As I related yesterday, I found it interesting that there's no historical reference of an earthquake destroying anything in that area at that time. None. Not in the Bible, and as far as I have been able to determine, nothing historically either. But praise God, that jailhouse was shaken. When the prisoners realized what had happened, he'd have thought that they would have made a run for the hills as quick as possible. Some had probably been there quite a while and probably had lost all hope of ever being free. And now, here was their chance. That's what the jailer thought, too. That's why he was going to kill himself. If he allowed the prisoners to escape, it was on him to suffer their punishment. But Paul told them to stop because nobody had run away. None, not one person left their prison cell. Why? Because every prisoner knew this had come from God. They felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. They had witnessed the power of God that this Silas and Paul had been talking about. They did not want to leave that presence. Amen. They wanted more of that presence. Glory to God. The jailer knew he had witnessed a miracle. The prisoners knew they would witnessed a miracle. The results was that the entire family of the jailer was saved that very night. And the Philippian church was formed that night also too with the jailer as the pastor of those inmates. Glory to God. That's what happens when you cry out to God in prayer and praise God in your midnight hour. Amen. There are a lot of people today just sitting around doing nothing, waiting on God to do something, something for them. They'll say, well, if God wants me to get out of this mess, he'll just have to do it, I guess. 
But that is not true, not in any sense of the word. If it was true, why did Paul and Silas have to sing out loud? Why didn't they just say, well, Silas, I guess this is it, buddy. I guess this is where the Lord wants us at right now. That's why this happened. So let's just accept our fate and see what else uh, the Lord can do. No, they prayed in agreement in one accord and sang praises to God. Notice their situation did not change until they prayed and sang praises to God. Amen? Did you get that? As a result, God moved. Glory to God. We need that kind of praying going on today. We need to start shaking things up in this nation and around the world. It's time for the true born-again Christians to take their rightful place and publicly, visibly, for all to see, start praying and singing praises to God. Amen? You see, a shaking like that would cause people to come to church, to get born again. And that same shaking will cause some who are not truly committed to the word to leave the church. Those who didn't want to pray and be shaken, well, they won't be there that long. They're not spiritually mature enough to stand the shaking, let alone benefit from it. But that's okay. Because when they leave, that sin they carry with them that's been infecting your church, that'll leave too. Well, Brother Bob, we shouldn't want that. We, we don't want anyone to leave the church. Maybe it'd be best not to be shaken. That way they would stay and hear the word more. Maybe get born again. Folks, in some churches, there are people who've been attending there for years, pretending and possibly even believing that they are born again. But they're not. They will never truly accept their spiritual state unless... A shaking occurs. Then they will have no excuses, the Bible says. If they repent and are born again, truly born again, then the shaking's what did it, not your preaching. If they get offended at the shaking and leave, their spirit, true spiritual state is revealed. But as they leave, the same exact shaking that drove them off will also draw in others into the church that never realized their spiritual condition until the shaking occurred. Now, it's not God's will that anyone should should suffer and, and die in their sins and go to hell. That is not God's will. But the Bible is also very clear that they will have no excuse for their sins. Jesus said that, right? So let's pray for a shaking to take place. We need a shaking in our churches. We need a shaking in our society. We need a shaking in our government. We need a shaking in America. We need a shaking in this world. And in case you haven't noticed, there are more and more earthquakes happening all of the time. The true physical sense of the word, the shaking is taking place naturally and also in the spirit. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for a shaking in our life this day. A shaking in our, our life, a shaking in our society, a shaking in our culture, a shaking in this land. With all of it to direct our attention to Jesus. What he did for us on the cross truly shook the spiritual world. Thank you, Jesus for our salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for the forgiveness of our sins. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of everlasting life. Thank you, Jesus, for making us children of the Most High God and empowering us with your word to go out and shake others. Glory to God. 
All this we pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God forever. Do me a favor, share this episode out far and wide on your social media. Leave comments and ratings down below. All of this helps to shake the world on your social media profiles and gets the word out. Amen. Be sure to visit our website, podcastforchrist.com. Download those free resources right there. Till next time, this is Pastor Bob reminding you again from 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, Living Bible, to always keep on praying. Be blessed, folks. Talk again tomorrow.